Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. What's going on, Kingdom Success List? This is Tyler McCart coming at you, episode 293. I believe we're on 293. <clears throat> this should be uh, Monday's edition of Kingdom Success. And I wanted to change things up. I was actually reading in the, one of my devotionals uh, that I have in my Version Bible app. And as I was reason, reading in that devotional, uh, I'm... Typically what I do, if the devotional really does speak to me, if it really does feel like it's got a, has a lot of uh, good nuggets in it, <clears throat> what I'll do is I'll copy that devotional and paste it in my Evernote. And I have a notebook in my Evernote uh, for uh, spiritual notes, basically. It allows me to go back you know, through those and you know, reference those. That's actually sometimes where I get a lot of my ideas from. Uh, is devotionals that really impacted me or things that I might be, have learned from a devotional uh, that hit me. So anyway, um, so this actually kind of, uh, these talking points will actually kind of glean from that devotional. But I want to say this right here uh, before I jump into it. We have not talked about finances in some time. <clears throat> we We've... We've been talking about a, a lot about abiding in the Lord. We've talking about uh, your spiritual identity in Christ, uh, your royal spiritual identity, grace, grace. Uh, you know, we've talked about those things multiple times, and you know, we we haven't talked about we talk about faith a lot. We haven't talked about your finances, and I'll, I'll even uh, maybe dive deeper into it, but uh, your personal finances. So, real quick story, boys and girls, and then we'll jump into this. So, uh, Amy and I, whenever Amy and I were first, when we were married, uh, we, we, we got into debt. Uh, Amy brought some debt into the marriage, and then we actually got into debt with a house. And that was all well and good. We, we really weren't making enough money. We, there were things that were being cut off on us from our water sometimes to, uh, I think we even got a notice from the sheriff saying that if we didn't pay our tax, our property taxes, we would actually, you know, it'd be put up on auction. You know, there were multiple things that happened to us early in those early years of our marriage that was really no bueno, no bueno. And it wasn't until uh, about a year and a half into our marriage that I started to come to understand that in God's kingdom, there is a economy that is God's economy. And that economy is based upon sowing and reaping. So if, if you've ever studied uh, studied out any kind of, you know, anything in the, in the in the scriptures, 
you'll know that God's kingdom, you know, the grandfather of it all is, is always based upon sowing and reaping. But, you know, even in finance, even in your own finances, it is based around sowing and reaping. And so for me, for Amy and I, we got in the habit, once we discovered this principle, once we discovered what it was, we started to change our expectation and change our thinking, begin the process of changing your thinking about how to increase in this fallen world. And the way we began to do that was seeing opportunities that we could actually give and have an expectation that we knew that once we gave, we would actually receive a harvest. Now, I know sometimes, and I had a little problem with this early on too, where that I would hear that, you know, oh, you shouldn't expect to receive anything back. Well, au, con, au contraire. <laughs> uh, you know, that's that's not how the kingdom works. And yeah, you hear things about, you know, it's more blessed to give than receive. But giving and receiving go hand in hand together. You cannot, and I repeat this, you cannot have one without the other. That's not even how God created us. God made us to... Um, breathe air out, to give air out, but then he also created us to breathe air in, to take air in, to receive. I mean, heck, why, why were all the plants that are in this world willing to receive our what we put off as far as carbon dioxide that they give off where they give back to us oxygen? These are basic points that what happens in, you know, unfortunately in religious circles makes you think, well, I shouldn't expect to receive anything. I shouldn't expect God to, you know, bless me back for something I did. I mean, Jesus even says he sees you when you give a cup of cold water. I mean, there are scripture verses in the word that says that Give, and it shall be given to you. All right? So these are scripture verses that coincide with that. And so Amy and I, we began to study these things out. Or, you know, and I know that for me personally, I took a very deep dive in wanting to understand the laws of prosperity or laws of God's economic system. But one thing that I did notice in just in my years, is how there could be a hang-up with sometimes how people give and how they, they don't increase in their finances. They don't increase in what God does. And I see it in two things. And I want to talk about, um, I'm gonna talk, I'll, I'll mention two of them, uh, but I'm going to focus on one of these two. One of the things they don't see or don't recognize is opportunity, okay? They don't realize that when you tithe and you give, God brings opportunity your way in order for you to actually go gather up the harvest that you should be receiving. Now, I don't have time to go into that right there. 
that is a huge, huge thing. When it says that the windows of heaven are open over you and the blessings are being poured out, God's not raining money down upon you. God is raining opportunity so that you can actually go and get the money, so that you can actually go and be empowered to get wealth, so that God's uh, covenant may be established here on the earth. Now, here's the second thing, uh, and there's plenty of other things. You know, number uh, another thing that I'm, I've just thought about is you don't know the you don't know how the different ways of giving. And I did I've done an episode on that, uh, actually a couple different episodes on that, many many years ago. And really, those have been some very popular episodes. But here's where I want to go. I want to talk about giving your gift or giving or sowing with honor in, in, in the forefront of your mind, all right? If you were to go to someone's house for the first time, typically you bring some sort of gift to that person's house to honor them. If you go see a, let's say, someone at a birthday party, well, they invited you to the birthday party here in America, you bring them a gift to honor them. Whenever you are um, going to a, uh, say, a, a political official, official or maybe the president of the United States or, or whatnot, you bring them a, a gift to honor them. And a lot of times, despite, despite a lot of people's efforts of, okay, I'm going to give my 10% here and I'm going to, you know, pluck it down into the offering plates and say, check the box. I gave 10% and I, you know, recorded in my, you know, check registry. Hey, I've done my job. All right, go ahead, Lord. Let's, let's start making our finances happen. Well, being that tithing is such a foundational thing to your, basically the economy of God and giving 10% to God, the, the way the, the heart of the matter, the heart of you honoring the Lord is critical. You can go and read this. I, I think it's either in uh, Deuteronomy or I think it's in Deuteronomy where the children of Israel, when they would bring their tithe to the priest, they had this long you know, thing they had to say before the priest so that they would acknowledge that God is their source. And so I say all that to say this, that thinking that tithing is, is a way to honor God, which it is, and we all must do that, here are six ways or six principles that will guarantee a return on your giving. All right, this is, I'm going to read this straight up. This you know, and I say guarantee, I mean that you actually do this with honor. All right. Number one, start where you are. Some people get discouraged because they think that's, oh, it's too small. It's only, you know, two bucks that I've got. They don't even start at all. Yet the poor widow that gave her two mites, Jesus says she was the biggest giver of them all because she gave all she had. So, my recommendation to you is start with something, even if it's a dollar, even if it's a penny. You can probably find a penny in between your couches or in between your, the seats of your car. Start there. 
Start there. Number two, give in faith. When you give, believe that God is going to honor your gift. You can't tithe in faith and in your heart and not increase. Except God, expect God to prosper you when you tithe and guess what? You will get exactly what you believe for. Did you hear that? Expect God to prosper you and increase you and you'll get exactly what you expect for. Number three, tithe no matter what. This has probably been one of the biggest things that I see happen. Guys, you have got to tithe no matter what. I know that there's controversy in the body of Christ and saying, oh, that's part of the Old Testament or whatever. Well, I'm not going to go into all that right now. I just know that in my own life, it's evident that God definitely brings increase into my life because I've committed to tithing all the, uh, no matter what. Okay. Number four, sow what you want to reap. Okay. Sow what you want to reap. Don't give God your leftovers. Give him a quality gift. So that means, guys, you have got to actually give the first fruit or first aspect of your giving or whatever you receive. It's not based upon, and for me, it's not based upon the net. It's based upon the gross. Okay? So you've got to keep that in mind as you give. Number five, watch your words. Watch your words. Most people, and I and this happened to me, I'm not excluded from this, but most people, when they get under pressure, their words start to stop lining, they stop lining up with the word of God. And when they do that, all of a sudden they start speaking contrary to the word of God, stop speaking that God will prosper them, that God will give them the desires of their heart. Guess what? All that does, it gives fuel and ammunition to the enemy to go against you. Said, look, here he's saying contrary to what you what he believes. So he does not really believe it. Let me just give you a little litmus test. A little here, here's something. The words that you speak in front of your spouse are really the words that you really believe. So if you're speaking unbelief and negative in front of your own spouse, then guess what? That's what you really believe. You know, you might be able to, to get away with speaking belief and everything like that in front of your church going friends, or, you know, you might have a buddy that's, you know, really big with, you know, believing what they say, but you get around them and you're, you know, you know, calling it as it is and, you know, or telling, you know, believing what the Bible says and being able to quote scripture left and right. But man, whenever you get in those tight situations or tough situations, all of a sudden you kind of, your words start to slip especially in front of your spouse, they base in the gate what the word says, okay? Number six, and this is the last one. When you give, rejoice. Worship before the Lord. This is huge here. Worship before the Lord. Rejoice in all the good things that he has given you. Rejoice in his goodness he's brought into your life. And you need to go read Deuteronomy chapter 26, okay? If you go read Deuteronomy chapter 26, you'll see how the Lord has what they had to confess and what they've given, what they, what basically what they were uh, asked to be, to recite. 
your spirit will rise up inside of you once you do this, guys. And your giving will change because you'll be honoring the Lord. It says in 1 Samuel 2, 2 verse 30, says, God says, I will honor those that honor me. He says that very clearly. So my recommendation is in order to get your giving and your uh, finances to start to working in your, in your behalf, start honoring the Lord when you give. Know that you're blessed, you're highly favored, you're empowered to prosper, you walk in divine health, the spirit will break through upon you guys and gang will catch you on the other side.